Oliver slammed the door and marched out to the big rock in the front yard and plunked himself down. His mom stepped out behind him onto the front porch, but he could barely hear her because of the screaming little baby in her arms, his little brother. Oliver, we will read your book in just a little bit, I promise. Then she went back inside, speaking soothingly to Theodore. Oliver anchored his elbow on his knee and then dropped his chin into his hand. He didn't know for sure how long he could stay in this position, but he was thinking about going for a new world record. Somehow he thought it was going to be a lot more fun to have a baby brother. His mom and dad had told him how much fun they were going to have playing together all the time, but Theo couldn't do anything. He would smile every now and then, especially when Oliver gave him a raspberry, but other than that, he mostly cried and ate and slept. Mom promised it would get better in a little while, but the little while sure was taking a long time to get there. It wasn't quite so bad when Dad was off work. The two of them would go off wandering in the woods and find bugs and birds and even a snake every now and then. Or Dad would hold Theo and Oliver and Mom could do a craft project or bake him and him cookies or something like that. But today was a work day for Dad, so it was not a good day so far. Theo woke up early, and Mom had fed him and changed him and put him on the floor for some tummy time. Oliver had crawled around him in circles for a while and made him smile. Then Theo just all of a sudden started screaming, and Mom had rocked him forever until he finally went back to sleep. After she laid him down, Mom told Oliver that in 15 minutes he could pick out a book, and they would sit down and read it together. Oliver loved curling up with his mom to read a book. She was always so warm and soft. She usually smelled really good, too. And he loved how her long hair would hang down over his shoulder and would sometimes brush against his face. They used to cuddle up a lot like that before Theo came. So Oliver had waited and waited with his book in his hands. Then he'd started to wonder if his mom had forgotten. Sometimes she fell asleep without meaning to in the kitchen or in the bathroom. She was in the bathroom then. She didn't like it when he barged in on her in there. He'd have to teach Theo about that some of these days. But what if she was asleep and she didn't wake up in time for them to cuddle and read? Oliver looked up at the clock. He sure wished he could tell time. He was almost positive his mom had been in there more than 15 minutes, but the crack under the bathroom door wasn't big enough for him to see anything. He walked around the living room trying to think of what he could do just in case she was asleep. As he scanned his toy shelf, he saw his shofar. Perfect. He'd gotten pretty good with it, but his dad still threatened to hide it sometimes. He grabbed the slick, twisty ram's horn in his fist and brought it up to his mouth. He took a deep breath, pursed his lips, and blew a long, clear note. It was definitely one of his all-time best. And it worked. His mom was awake, it turned out. He heard her through the bathroom door say, Oh, Oliver, followed by a flush. Then a second later, a loud, sharp cry started from his and Theo's bedroom. It got louder and louder until Mom finally rushed out of the bathroom and scooped up Theo. Oliver's smile at the success of his plan slowly slid off his face. He dropped the shofar and the book and ran outside. That was how he ended up camped out on the big rock sticking up out of the front yard. He sighed and then started thinking about what he should do next. Before he could decide on anything, a flash of blue on the ground to his right caught his eye. He stood up and turned in the direction of the flash. For a long minute, there was nothing. 
But then, from behind a nearby flower pot, the flash of blue took off like lightning back toward the front porch. He took off in hot pursuit, following it across the front corner of the low porch, then along the foundation of their house, around the side, and into the backyard. Oliver loved lizards, but especially the blue-tailed skinks that seemed to be all over the place at their house. One time, while his mom was expecting Theo, he had watched her chase one that had gotten into the house, screaming every time it turned and darted back in her direction. Oliver had decided right then that skinks must not be very smart. If they were, it would have seen that it had stood a much better chance running at mom instead of trying to get away from her. She had finally trapped it under a cup on top of the table. She stopped for a minute to catch her breath, then looked at the frightened little lizard under the clear plastic cup, spinning around in the small space trying to find a way out. It couldn't seem to understand why it could see places, but couldn't run to them. Mom looked at Oliver as if hoping he could give her some advice. He never liked to disappoint his mom. Get a magazine and scoot the cup off the edge of the table onto it, he suggested. Mom stopped and thought for a minute. You're pretty smart, kid. Mom grabbed a magazine and got the lizard in a cup off the table, but as she turned to carry it out, the magazine bent in half, and the happy little skink dove out and onto the living room floor. Mom screamed and felt up and down her shirt to make sure the lizard wasn't on her, but he wasn't. He had made a straight path back toward the door, and Oliver had managed to prop it open just in time for him to dart out. Mom had hurried over and closed it tight to make sure he didn't get back in. As Oliver watched him run full speed out into the yard, he smiled, realizing that Mom had nothing to worry about. The skink was at least as happy about getting back outside as Mom was. The one Oliver was chasing now wasn't quite as frightened as that one had been. It would run for a little while, then stop and hide behind a rock or some leaves, waiting to see if Oliver would come after him, almost like it wanted to play tag. Oliver tried to sneak around behind him, but the skink was having none of that. It kept moving back and forth across the backyard, getting closer and closer to the pine and oak woods that was all around them. Oliver knew that he wasn't supposed to go into the woods by himself, and he really didn't want to. It got dark in there pretty fast. The trees were thick and there were shadows everywhere. So he made his fastest cheetah speed wide circle around the skink, which was now hiding under a fist-sized rock, and got between him and the woods. Then he slowly stepped toward the skink that was now trapped between him and the rock with wide stomping steps. The skink seemed a little panicked, kind of like the one mom had caught in the cup. It started one direction, then went back the other way. Oliver stepped whichever way it did. As he closed in, he knew that the skink was going to run. His only chance was to guess which way it was going to go and jump that way right before the skink did. That was the way he had snagged the others before. The last move the skink had made was toward the driveway, so Oliver guessed he would go back toward the swing set this time. One more step, and he'd have him. Oliver hopped toward the swing set, but the skink ran toward the driveway. Oliver took off chasing him as fast as he could. Now he wasn't paying any attention to where they were going. His owl vision eyes were locked on the little lizard with a twitching blue tail. He chased him in circles, then in zigzags, then in a straight line for what seemed like miles and miles. He was so close, he could almost touch him. He stretched out his arm as far as it would go. His fingertips brushed the skink's tail. 
and that seemed to send electric power through the skink's little body, helping him hit a new top speed and then suddenly leap onto and scamper up a tree. Oliver went into a roll to keep from hitting the tree head on. He looked up at a branch that was about twice as far off the ground as the top of his head. There was the little skink, looking down at him from the branch, his little tongue flicking in and out. Oliver sighed again. Another disappointment. It really wasn't turning out to be that great of a day. He looked up for the skink and found that it had gone somewhere else on the tree. Maybe it had found a soft, leafy place to rest or some bugs for a snack. Then Oliver looked down at the big, smooth trunk of the tree. He didn't remember a tree that big in their backyard. All of a sudden, he noticed that it seemed a little dark, like clouds had moved across the sky. He looked up and saw all kinds of twisted, leafy branches swaying above his head. He looked around, and all that he could see were more trees in every direction. Now Oliver started to feel a little sorry for the skink, since he was feeling some of the same kind of panic that the little lizard must have felt while he was chasing him. He tried to remember which direction he'd come from, but he'd been running with his head down toward the ground. The ground looked the same in every direction, and so did the trees. Oliver first thought that his mom was going to be really mad. Maybe she wouldn't even cuddle up and read with him. Then he got even more scared, thinking about the wild animals that might be in the woods with him. The bugs and the spiders and the snakes were all okay. His dad had taught him which snakes were dangerous, so he could stay away from those. But he also knew there were deer and coyotes and maybe even bobcats in the woods around their house from time to time. And some of the neighbors had even talked about seeing bears with their wildlife cameras. Oliver looked in the direction he thought he must have come from, but it looked so dark in that direction. Dark enough for a bobcat or even a bear to hide in the shadows. Then again, it looked dark in almost every direction, except for one. Up ahead, not too far, he saw a patch of sunlight, maybe a clearing in the woods, the kind of place he and his daddy would stop to eat lunch when they were exploring. Oliver didn't know if it was the right thing to do, but he really wanted to find a place with more light, so he headed that way. It lifted his spirits to see the sun again. There was a decent-sized clearing in front of him, there were a few wildflowers with some butterflies dancing around them. He could hear some birds singing and even a woodpecker pecking for bugs under the bark of a tree. Just as he got to the edge, he jumped back as a rabbit hopped past him at full speed through the tall grass. He looked back in the direction the rabbit had come from to see if there was something chasing it. His daddy had taught him that. But there was nothing. Apparently he was just running for fun. Oliver liked to do that sometimes too. As he moved into the clearing, he looked up over the trees at the other side where there was a tall mountain far away. He could see something that looked like tiny birds flying around it and smoke pouring up into the sky. He knew there were no volcanoes where he lived, but he almost expected to see lava come flowing down the sides of the mountain at any moment. While he was looking up and walking, his toe hit something soft. He looked back down and saw what looked like a small hill covered in ragged white leaves or thick white grass. He had never seen anything quite like it before, but he thought that maybe if he climbed to the top, he might be able to see the mountain better. The hill wasn't much taller than he was, so it didn't seem too dangerous. 
He grabbed one of the white leaves and pulled himself up as the hill was steep. The leaf seemed to be anchored firmly in the ground. It took a little effort, but he was able to pull himself up by the leaves until he was standing at the top. The ground on top of the hill was a little uneven, but he found a spot that seemed safe enough and looked back toward the mountain. He couldn't see much better, unfortunately. What on earth is going on up there, he asked himself out loud. Dragons, came a gruff voice from below. His eyes went wide as he looked down and saw two eyes and a rather large mouth looking up at him from the ground. The head on which the eyes and the mouth were stuck was covered in the same long white grass as the hill he was standing on. And then the hill started to move. Oliver jumped off, planning to land and run as fast as he could in any direction. But he ended up landing in a big white hand, or paw, that had some long, dangerous-looking claws on the ends of some of its fingers. The palm felt soft and fluffy, but the claws did not look nice at all. The hand continued to hold him as the heel began to shift and the head rose until the eyes were uncomfortably close, not to mention the mouth. The hill, it turned out, was not a hill at all, but the large body of this white, hairy monster that now held Oliver in its clawed hand. And what kind of creature are you? came the gravelly voice again as the eyes continued to stare curiously at Oliver. I'm Oliver. What's an Oliver? I'm a little boy. Ah, yes, little boys look delicious. He poked Oliver with the end of one of the claws. It looked sharp, but he didn't poke him hard enough to hurt him. I think I'll see how you taste, Oliver. Oliver could feel his eyes shooting open wide. Can't, uh, can't, can't we be friends instead? Now it was the monster whose eyes grew wide as he considered the offer. Well, I don't have too many friends. At least not many who can talk. He paused for a minute and thought, Okay, let's be friends. He set Oliver back on the ground beside him. Oliver wanted so much to run, but he was pretty sure with his super long legs that the monster could easily catch him. It seemed like the monster might be as tall as some of the trees if he stood up. The monster didn't seem to have much to say, but Oliver felt like being friends meant that someone should say something. So... Uh, do you smoke? The monster looked confused. I'm not sure. What does that mean? Oliver shrugged. I'm not sure either, but my uncle Daryl has a rough voice like yours, and my mom says it's because he smokes. The monster nodded. I see. Well, I don't guess I smoke, since I don't even know what it is. That made sense to Oliver. He was trying to think of something else to say when the monster looked up toward the far-off mountain and shook his head. Do you know what's going on at that mountain? That mountain is my home. I live in caves inside of it. The dragons are trying to burn it down. Oliver wasn't sure if he was more alarmed to learn that the monster's home was being attacked by dragons or that the dragons actually exist. Are dragons real? The monster nodded, but he didn't look too worried. Don't worry, Oliver. They're far, far away. They could never make it here from my mountain. Something about the monster's words made him feel safe and sorry for the monster. I hope your mountain will be okay. It will. Just annoying. Can't stay around with all the smoke filling up the passageways. So they won't burn it down? Don't be silly, Oliver. 
Mountains are made of rock and dirt. Even a dragon's fire won't burn the mountain down. They'll kill all the trees near the top, and I'll have to replant them again. But they'll grow back in just a little while. What kind of trees are they? Apples and cherries, mostly. A few pines. I love cherries. He couldn't tell for sure, but it almost looked like the corners of the monster's mouth curled up in a tiny smile. I do, too. But mine are nothing like the ones the fruit dragons grow. They're as big as your head. Wow, said Oliver. He wondered if he ought to ask about fruit dragons. He decided he should ask something else first. You know that I'm Oliver, but I don't know what to call you. What's your name? The monster seemed surprised by the question. I don't know, really. Our people really don't use names much. I'm by myself most of the time, so I don't have much use for one. Does anyone call you anything? If they do, it's just monster. Watch out for the monster. Doesn't that make you sad? The monster shook his big furry head. Not really. I have a good life. I have animal friends that I talk to, especially the owls and the bats that live with me in the caves. I know a giant or two that I can wrestle with when I'm feeling frisky. I do battle with dragons and other creatures that want to try to get me away from my mountain. Sounds like you have lots of neat adventures. I really do. Then how about I call you the Adventure Monster, and your mountain can be Adventure Mountain. The monster thought about it for a little while, then nodded, and then his tiny smile appeared again. I think I like that, especially coming from my, my friend, Oliver. Oliver smiled. Then he yawned, the biggest yawn he had yawned for a long, long time. He realized that he was missing his afternoon nap. He was feeling very sleepy. Do you know which way my home is, Adventure Monster? The Adventure Monster suddenly looked more serious. Are you lost, Oliver? Oliver nodded. I chased a skink into the woods behind my house. I'm not supposed to go into the woods by myself. I didn't mean to, but my mom and dad will be so worried. Adventure Monster lay back down in the tall grass and sighed. I'm sorry, Oliver. I've never been to this place before. I almost never go far from my mountain. I just didn't want to deal with the dragons and all the smoke. I understand, Adventure Monster. I have a new baby brother. He was supposed to be fun to play with, but he mostly just cries and eats and sleeps, and he keeps me from being able to read with Mom or go outside with my dad sometimes. Adventure Monster thought for a while. I can see how that would be hard. But I never had any brothers or sisters. I always had to play by myself. I think I would have liked a brother to play with. After the crying stage was over, of course. You mean it is just a stage, like Mom said? It won't last forever? No, of course not. You were that age once too, you know. But look at you now. Oliver hadn't thought of it that way before. Yeah, I guess so. And your brother will need you to help him figure out how to do things as he gets older. You can teach him all kinds of fun stuff, like how to catch skinks and how to get lost in the woods. Oliver sat down beside Adventure Monster and sighed. Can you help me find my house? I'd really like you to meet my parents, and especially my cousins, Levi and Spencer and Knox. They would love to meet you. He paused. You wouldn't eat any of them, would you? Adventure Monster chuckled. You know, 
Monsters, we kind of have to stay hidden most of the time. People look at us and they think we're scary and dangerous and, well, that causes all kinds of problems. You understand? Oliver nodded. He wished Adventure Monster could help and meet his family, but he did understand that it might freak them out a little. He'd been afraid at first himself, after all. He still was, but just a little bit. Oliver's eyelids were getting so heavy, but he wasn't sure if he should go to sleep. Adventure Monster? Yes. How many little boys have you eaten? Now a real smile came across the Adventure Monster's face, but it almost looked like he was blushing. You know, sometimes monsters have to pretend to be scary, you know, to protect themselves. Now Oliver smiled. He leaned back against the adventure monster's furry belly and closed his eyes. Somehow he knew it was a safe thing to do. Just as he fell asleep, he felt one of the monster's furry arms curled gently around him. A sharp cry from Theo caused Oliver to bolt up in bed. He looked around himself in surprise. He was in bed, his own bed, in his own house. Mom, Dad, he hollered. Mom ran into his room and threw her arms around him. Theo was still crying in another room. Oh, baby, I was so worried about you. What what happened, Oliver asked. I was hoping you could tell me. I got Theo back to sleep and went out to get you and you were gone. I looked all around the yard and I called out your name. You had me so worried. You know you're not supposed to go into those woods by yourself. I'm sorry, Mommy. I was chasing a skink and I didn't realize where I was until I was lost. Mom hugged him tight again. How did you find me? I went out again about an hour ago, and there you were asleep on the bench in the backyard. Unless you were sleepwalking, I have no idea how you got there. Suddenly, Oliver remembered his adventure in the woods and his new friend. He was all ready to tell his mom about meeting the adventure monster when he remembered what the adventure monster had said about his problems with people. I... I got really sleepy out there in the woods. That's the last thing I remember. I must have fallen asleep and and someone carried me back and left me on the bench. But why wouldn't they come into the house? Why wouldn't they let us know they found you? I'd give them a hug around the neck for sure. He'd like that. Oliver's mom gave him a confused look. I mean, whoever it was, your hugs are the best. Mom smiled and hugged him tight again. I'm just thankful, so thankful you're okay. She moved Oliver over onto her lap and pulled the book he'd picked out earlier off the bedside table. How about we read our book now, and then supper will be ready. You must be starving. Oliver nodded, then snuggled up to his mom as she opened the book. Before she could open her mouth to begin, another cry from Theo invaded from the next room. Oliver sighed and started to scoot off her lap so that she could go help Theo. His mom pulled him back into position and smiled. Dad has Theo. He came home when I told him you were missing. He was out in the woods looking for you until I called and told him you were back. Oliver relaxed again and took a long, deep breath, taking in the smell of his mom's hair as he leaned against her. She started reading his favorite book, a book about dragons. The dragons were giving the people in the story a really hard time. They had even captured their princess. Oliver thought what a different story it would be if the adventure monster went to fight those dragons and to rescue the princess. He closed his eyes and thought about the adventure monster, hoping he was back home and safe and breathing smoke-free air. 
Somehow, he felt sure that he would see him again.